Hello, welcome to Otaku American. This is Mikey Fresh here. I'm here with Roosevelt Pitt Jr., uh, the writer and creator of uh, Purge, The New Direction. A New Direction. How you doing, Roosevelt? I'm doing well. It's good to be here. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Good. Uh, the first time I've sur- I saw The Purge, I, I have to say I probably saw it on Kickstarter. I believe you had a uh, okay. Kickstarter last year. Um, I did. Um, we did have a Kickstarter last year. Um, unfortunately, it didn't go as well as I had hoped. Yeah. Uh, but um, that was my first true foray into Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, so it was a learning um, journey for me. Um, and I basically pulled back. I canceled the campaign and basically just revamped, revisited, and looked at uh, exactly how... I can make this next campaign better. Um, and of course, you know, one of the best ways to do that is to consult people who have done it and done it well and successfully. So I spoke to a lot of colleagues, um, close friends, uh, those who are comic book publishers, uh, writers, and those who I actually never spoken with at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen their progress on Facebook and how successful their Kickstarters have been. And uh, I learned a lot from them. And I decided, you know, we're going to give it another try. Uh, a year has gone by. Um, I looked at exactly what I need to change. Um, and let me just throw in this. One of the biggest things that I learned is that you cannot um, thrive off of nostalgia. Um, like, like you said, you know, Purge, first thing you first time you saw it was on Kickstarter. Yeah. Well, Purge has been around since 1993. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a lot of folks um, were either... Very, very young and not even born when when Purge came out. So that was a learning um, uh, point for me, basically, that said, you're going to need to reintroduce this character all over again fresh as if it never existed since it's been so long. And that was the main um, turning point for me, which is why we launched a new campaign. Okay. So exactly what is Purge all about? Well, Purge, it's a... a, um, uh, a multi-millionaire he's a technological expert mm-hmm. uh, but his background is that he was abducted when he was young and uh, he was experimented on and left for dead and actually he was comatose and then years later uh, the experiment that they thought was a failure actually took form um, and went and blossomed by that point he was an adult uh, he of course recognized even as he grew that something was different about him and also that his memory of what had happened to him was lost or basically uh, receded in his brain so a large part of his early years he didn't remember anyway but he had these um, abilities to basically regulate his body uh, and um, uh, regulate his uh, external output in other words, he's able to see better than most. Uh, he's able to increase his strength. Um, of course, as years went on, he took up martial arts, yeah. which really went 
in hand to hand with what was happening with his body and the changes he was uh, going through at that particular time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in later years, as he grew his wealth, he adopted um, a city by the name of New Salem. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this time, this city was growing uh, mm-hmm. quite technologically advanced, most in part due to his influence. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to basically uh, purge the city of anything that could hinder it from continuing to grow, including technology that was growing within it that he needed or felt the need to keep in check, while at the same time protecting the city from outside negative influences. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, And Purge is his moniker, but is also who he is as an individual. He's constantly purging himself to improve. And one way he has to do that is to deal with his demons and his past. Because we all are looking for our own identity. And without a past as a foundation to really know who you are, where you came from, how do you really develop a true identity? Uh, people see that the past is not that important. We should forget the past. But the past is what shapes us. And if we're not clear about where we come from or what our history truly is, that can shape who we think we are in the future. So, his, his journey is to purge himself as well by understanding his past. And that can be a precarious journey, especially when there's trauma involved. So it's a great story uh, for those who are not familiar with Purge to start with, because we actually go back and, and really explore that. Uh, even though it's going to be flashback panels or pages mm-hmm. um, that's going to be sharing his past, it's going to all come together and, and coincide with what's happening now in this particular day and time in this future-rich city that he protects. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, now, you said that Purge itself, the the when you created it, it was in 93. That's what correct. What was your influences in, re- in regards to uh, ha- coming up with this character? Well, um, I'm not sure about most of your listeners or, or your fan base, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm assuming most of them may not be as old as I am. So I'm in my 50s. Mm-hmm. So my influence was simple. It has always been the same, that I wanted to develop black characters mm-hmm. that represent the best black Americans or Africans offer or can offer. I want something or a character that we can look at ourselves and see the best that we offer. Um, because it's growing up, um, one of my favorite characters, and still is pretty much to this day, um, was Superman. You know, I grew up with George Reeves looking at the black and white serial shows and television, and of course, Chris Reeve during the 70s. Yeah. Um, you know, seeing him fly, um, witnessing how people marveled at his godlike abilities and he could do no wrong he never lied people trusted him just because he was superman um and there was so much um virtue that he represented well i never saw that when it comes to representation for black people yeah okay um it never uh, was something that i was able to embrace so whenever i looked in the mirror i realized that i could never be superman because I'm black. Mm-hmm. So my influence was wanting to create something that represents, again, 
being competitive the best that we are. We offer so much to the world and we've given so much to the world as black people, as Africans, uh, as people of color. There's so much that we have done that rarely it's shared. I mean, we built this country, uh, but you don't really hear about that. Uh, it's not shared in the history books. So I felt that it was my duty as a writer to create something that my kids or other black kids uh, can look up to purge and say, wow, I can see myself being that hero. I can see myself saving the day. Mm-hmm. And that's important to me. So when it comes to influence, that was my influence, that lack, that void. It wanted to fulfill that uh, that need. Now, if you're speaking of artistically or as uh, influenced by certain writers, mm-hmm. well, the list is, is pretty long. I mean, um, I loved um, uh, George Perez's art, uh, one of the first that I read. Um Jim Starling as a writer is phenomenal. Okay. Um, then there's, um, I'm, I'm going back from writer to artist here. So, yeah. uh, Larry Strowman, um, uh, Christopher, Christopher Priest as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's Machindo Coomber, who, who I've worked with for over 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. One of the finest artists on the planet, in my opinion. Um, and um, there has been, um, uh, Christopher Claremont, um, one of the writers who I followed um, during my youth, uh, that I've looked at, and really loved how he was able to craft a story. Um, so that, that there's many. Um, Isaac Asimov, uh, you know, the sci-fi writer. Um, you know, and then there's um, uh, well, one more that popped in my mind. Uh, narrative escapes me, uh, but again, there there's so many uh, that I've. Uh, grown to um, learn from and emulate as I develop my own unique style mm-hmm. so you said that you like you said before you had gone out and um, you spoke to other people in regards to your Kickstarter campaign the second time around uh, what were some of the things that you learned because I've, I've interviewed other people before in which they've done Kickstarter and it's kind of it's more missed than it is hit in regards to people uh, the first time around actually being successful. So what do you think you've learned from the last time you did it to now? Well, one thing I've learned uh, is to build my um, fan capital. Mm-hmm. Okay. People can't buy your product unless they know about it. Yes. <laughs> you know, so Facebook, Twitter, um, and Instagram, Pinterest, all of those social media outlets, I had to learn how to utilize them. Learn when to post and when not to post. Mm-hmm. Understanding the, how the algorithms work. Um, and then work the conventions. Yes. Again, back to what I said earlier, Purge had been, hasn't been seen in not, since 93. Yes. With, with me, I haven't been seen. No one knows who I was <laughs> other than those who were old heads such as myself uh, but keep in mind that even though the campaign the first one was not a success I was still was able to raise a little over three grand yeah okay so that means that that support was there okay um, so this time around 
um, what I've done personally, um, besides getting advice from those who've, who've been successful, is continually to engage my Facebook fans while garnering new ones by visiting the conventions, by being out there and being in the public and, and combining those to build my fan base capital so that when the next campaign launched, people are aware, they understand who Purge is, they understand who I am, they know me. Um, at least uh, via Facebook uh, and social media, they understand who I am. Um, and also reaching out to people such as yourself, um, as well as um, other podcasts to get the word out, being part of different forums. Uh, keep in mind, again, back in 93, there was none of this. Yes. Every, everything that I did, I did on foot. Yes. <laughs> you yes. know, I had to go out and go to the television stations with my book in hand and say, hey, put me on television, yeah. uh, which which was great back then. It worked. But it's not the way things work now. Um <sighs> You know, I was on Entertainment Tonight, USA Today, and Newsweek yes. back in the 93. Well, I can't use the same tactics that I used then now. So I had to relearn some things, and, uh, and that has helped me greatly. That is awesome. That's awesome. So uh, what do you think is the most important thing that you want to get out there in regards to the new readers and things in regards to your product? Well, I want fans to see Purge as a character that is rarely represented in any comic um, when it comes to mainstream comics specifically um, not indie but even some, even most indie comics that I've read don't really give the impression is the word I'm thinking of that black people in general exist in the future <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, it seems like whenever we're speaking about the future, we're absent. Um, there's many articles about how companies don't want to publish black sci-fi stories. Yes. Uh, you, you can just read about it. So when I look at Purge and what I want people to get from it and to say, wow, we are in the future. Not only are we there, but we are major players yes. in the future. So... In this particular uh, story, you will find that Purge, a.k.a. Richard Kincaid, is a major contributor and influence in this futuristic city uh, that is predominantly uh, people of color. Yes. Okay? Um, and I'll, I'll throw this out there um, to kind of resonate. Uh, I've had people ask me, well, Roosevelt, you know, are you saying there's no non-black uh, people in the story or in New Salem or in the city or, what, or, or whatever. And I say, no, they're there. I say, but it's predominantly uh, a black culture in the future. Yeah. How often do you see that other than Wakanda? Yes. Okay. So my thinking was, well, how would, or the question that came to my mind was, how would Wakanda work in the U.S.? Yeah. as a city yeah. how politically socially emotionally how would that work in America if there was a city like Wakanda with highly advanced technology how would that work would it be a similar uh, uh, scenario as it, as it happened in the 
Queens with Tulsa. Yeah. Need to be that. So I think it's an interesting story to build and play and let it play out. Um, but in a whole futuristic setting. And uh, so when you read the story, you see that we can be leaders without having a white protagonist partnered with the, the, uh, the, the, the black protagonist. Okay? okay. Uh, that's, that's, that's something that I feel strongly about. Now, is anything wrong with it in itself? No. I mean, you have Power Man and Iron Fist. You have Miami Vice. Uh, the list goes on. Yes. But for me, as a young child watching these shows, like um, what was it, I Spy with Bill Cosby? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you go if you go that far back, uh, and Robert, I think Robert Culp, I think was the uh, was the white actor. Yes. We've always been paired with another white protagonist. So, what does that mean? What does that say to uh, those who are watching? To me. Again, this is my opinion. It says that a black protagonist can't save the day by himself. Yeah. And to me, that's a problem. Um, that's a problem of misrepresentation as far as I'm concerned. We have the ability, we have the smarts, we have the ingenuity to save the day um, and be the hero without having to be paired up uh, with a, uh, a white protagonist. Um, so... I want people to see that. You know, I want people to feel that. I want people to experience that and resonate and feel proud. Um, so when someone asks me, "Well, why do you have a lot of uh, uh, whites in your in, in the city or in the story?" My my answer to that is, "Well, one, you may consider that to be division, but it's not." And I'll tell you why. We should always be willing to see the best that another culture has to offer or give. Yeah. If you're not able to read my book and feel good about what those characters are representing, then that's a problem. Because we can watch Asian kung fu flicks day in and day out and marvel at their agility and and their spirituality. And we leave there inspired. Yes. And all they have is Asians in the movie. And we're okay with that. So why aren't we okay with a book or a city that have predominantly black people doing wondrous things. Yes. That's what I want to bring. Awesome. Uh, where can people reach you in, in regards to uh, your Kickstarter and your uh, social media outlets? Well, social media, I am on Facebook, um, Roosevelt Pitt. Uh, I do have a purge Facebook page that is called Purge Past Unspoken. Um, my Kickstarter is Purge Past Unspoken A New Direction. Mm-hmm. And you can just type in Purge on Kickstarter uh, or Purge Past Unspoken A New Direction if you want to write it all out and it'll pop up. Um, the good news is uh, we are at over 70% mm-hmm. of our goal. And we have 20 days to go, uh, which is which is wonderful. Uh, we raised uh, over way over half of the amount that we need in roughly less than a week. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, we definitely feel strongly that we're going to meet our goal and hopefully delve into some stretch goals also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, where are some of the places you're going to be uh, um, 
this coming for the upcoming months and things of that nature, like cons and things of that nature? Um, well, I'm going to be at Burke Street Comics um, for those who are in Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina. Uh, I'm going to be there this Saturday, uh, August the 20th. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there from 7 to 9. Uh, we'll be having another Kickstarter get-together, meet-and-greet um, to continue to raise awareness as well as support for the Purge campaign. Um, then I'm going to be in the Fairville Con, and that's in September. Um, I think it's 17th. I'm have it right here in front of me. But look up the Fayetteville Comic Book Convention, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to be there. Um, then there's some tentative um, conventions in Greensboro. Um, I'm still waiting to get um, verification on those, uh, and a few in New York. Um, so as soon as those are verified, I will definitely post those on my Facebook page mm-hmm. and let people know. Um, but no doubt, if you're around or you're able to get out to Winston-Salem at Burke Street Comics this weekend, August 20th, check me out. I'll be there. Awesome. Thank you. It was nice uh, talking to you. Uh, you have a wonderful day. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the time and uh, I appreciate you allowing me to uh, speak about my passion. Awesome. So that was Roosevelt Pitt Jr. Uh, his project being purged hasn't spoken. Uh, you can guys can still check that out on uh, Kickstarter. Uh, it still has 16 days left. That's going to be the end of this show. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, for Taku Pai Taku. Peace. Have a great day.